Welcome to Quill and Ink, a podcast for book lovers, hosted by Jenna Green and Miranda O. Oh. They will be speaking to authors of many different genres to explore themes around writing and storytelling. Join them for engaging and intellectually stimulating conversation with artists from all corners of the world. Hi, welcome to Quill and Ink. My name's Jenna Green. I'm a YA fantasy author, author of the Imagine series and the dystopian thriller Reborn. Next to me is Miranda O, oh, our vivacious co-host. She is a contemporary chiclet author, author of the Chin Up, Tits Out series. And she has the honor of introducing both of our guests for today. Hi, Miranda. Hello, hello. And as always, I'm super excited and thrilled to introduce our dynamic duo today. So let me first start off with Mary Elizabeth. She's a wife and a mother of three, and she balances her time like every mother has a billion balls going and juggling up in there. She balances between her family and her writing. Now her book, The Perfectly Precious Pulicious, I love that. She won the Gold Maxi Award in 2017 and now released is the sequel, Pulicious Look at Me. And our second guest, which is part of this dynamic, dynamic duo, is Thornton Klein. He wrote 10 songs for Pulicious Look at Me. Now, he's an award-winning author, Grammy, Dove Award-nominated songwriter, and has, has won the Songwriter of the Year Award two years in a row. So welcome, you two. I am so, so, so excited that you're here today. And we get to talk a little bit about Pulicious. <laughs> Hi, girls. How are you? It's a funny word, isn't it? <laughs> it's a fantastic <laughs> word. It just rolls off my tongue. Like, you take something that either reminds you of Winnie the Pooh or awesome. the bowel movement, and then it just, you licious it up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And you know what? That's the word I heard when I looked at my son. He was he inspired it. And when I looked at him, that's what I heard was the word pulicious. And I'm like, I love it. Because no. kids love words that don't make any sense. And they're goofy and silly. And you know, why not go outside the boundaries of writing? So that's right. kind of where it came from. Yeah. And Thornton, I, I, go ahead, Jenna. Sorry. Oh, no worries. I was just saying my, I call my, my little nugget. Um, I call her either chickpea or stinker. It really depends on our behavior. <laughs> So delicious. It's like it it is so cute but sassy at the same time. I got to love it. I got to love it. So let's get right into it. How does a dynamic duo like you two meet and get connected? Mm, good question. It was a god thing. Absolutely a god connection. Yes. Okay, you want me to tell the story? I don't know if it's Mary? audio is yeah. yeah, Mary called me up. Uh, she, she, I don't know how Myra was working either because it's cutting a little bit now. But um, Mary um, contacted me through a principal mutual at friend. a school that I was working at, and mutual friend, right? And you want to tell a little bit about it, you know? Yeah. So I went to him. He's academically published. I told him about this manuscript I had written and I sat on it for two years and somebody, you know, I kept hearing that nudging, you got to do something with this. And so I went to him and he was like, huh? But he said, I know somebody that I want to introduce you to. So he introduced Thornton and I together and uh, it was just like, boom, all the doors open from there. And he loved uh, the manuscript and he said, can I write 10 songs for this 
the book. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. And um, so that was super cool. And they're so precious. They're like mm, 10, 20, 30 second songs. And they're very sweet. And um, then we wrote the second book together. And then we've written the third book together. And then we actually have a middle grade reader coming out in the next couple of months as well. So, um, you know, we've got um, a, an adult book that we've written together and he's a nonstop machine, always working. And uh, I mean, we love we have a lot of fun being creative together. It's really great to make that connection with somebody that you can work really well with. Yeah. And I like the fact Thanks. that, I mean, Thornton, you're you're in the author world, but you're like you're in two different mediums as a partnership. <laughs> and I like that. So how do how do you find the connection between writing stories and writing songs? Like there, that's, it's a little bit of a different world, if not a lot of a different world. Well, it is. I look at it like this. I, my philosophy, I've told Mary, this is that I believe you're a writer, you're a writer, whether you write poems, you write short stories, you write magazine articles, but I've done them all and also writing um, books, novels, and children's books, too. The only difference would be is the melody parts. If you don't write the melodies, then that's different, or the harmonies. But at least um, the other aspect, the part that's the common denominator is the actual uh, the song lyrics, because I look at the song lyrics as a three-minute novel. That's what it is, basically. It's just condensed, and you have to make every word count. In a song, an actual song, you can't have any wasted words. Every word has to just be phenomenal. No wasted words. And so I just look at it as all, all just being a writer itself. Isn't that how you feel, Mary? You feel like that, that you're absolutely. a writer, you're a writer, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It makes me feel like I have a lot of excess words in in my vocabulary now <laughs> you know like you you actually said that so perfectly thornton i had never thought about that is that it's a three-minute story that every single word counts and that you don't put wasted words in there and and you know it takes me to a funny story i tried stand-up comedy when i was in college and i think i had to do five minutes and i realized that i talk too much like i was not throwing out condensed punchlines or like it just it wasn't snappy like it is definitely an art that you need to practice on and refine and writing is very similar it's like every single word has to have that meaning and it has to count or else you're just gonna have this really long string on of five minutes of comedy that has like one joke about their grandma's flatulence it was it was a great moment in my life. <laughs> Your poor grandma. Oh, That's she hilarious. loved it. She loved it. She's the one that like toots up the grocery well, store aisle and look behind I you. From... That's hilarious. I learned the craft about it from writing for, with just about every artist, every writer in town in Nashville. Because, you know, Nashville is a writer's town. They call that a writer, writer's town, USA, you know, Nashville, USA. Right. And um, so I used to hold a staff writing deal with Gatlin Brothers Music, which I'm sure you heard of Gatlin Brothers, Gatlin Brothers, uh, who did all the goal in California and a lot of hit songs like that. But um, and so I wrote for four years and I got paid to write. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, you don't keep, yeah. the, you never owe the money back, but in a way you do because 
um, once you get a hit on the radio, they, they take the money from your royalties that they paid you out. So it's like a, it's not necessarily free money either. But but you, if you never have a hit, you don't have owe them anything either. Right. <laughs> but right. Um, so I learned a lot about um, crafting everything, making every word count. And they, they used to say, don't write any throwaway lines. Don't write any throwaway words or throwaway lines. You know, every every line has to stand on its own by itself. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? So um, yeah. and then so I just I never realized I was going to be an actual writer, like a book or author um, until 2012. So I've been writing songs since I was five years old. My parents used to think I was just goofing off. They'd say, man, stick with the program and do what the uh, what the teacher tells you to do. You know, like and I'd be writing these little ditties, you know, on the piano. And uh, and they didn't know that that, that that would pay off, that I'd actually make a living out of writing songs, you know. So I like that you talked about the throwaway line, no throwaway lines, because you mm-hmm. find that in a couple different things. You find that in music. So that's you, a little you find bit that in writing uh, and in acting. Tie in the connection between songs and, and, and book writing. Right, right. I like that. And Jenna, you said that it's like you, you find it in different uh, mediums, right? You find it in songwriting, acting, and and what else did you just say, um, Jenna? Sorry. Oh well, in novels, right? You don't want to yeah. have just a line that's different. Reason. But I was thinking about acting in that. Yeah. You know, when I'm di- obviously, it's been a long time since I directed anything, but <laughs> it's like don't throw that line away. Don't waste it. Like mm-hmm. every line as an actor you're given has to be said as if it's gold. And, right. and I've never thought of it in, in songwriting, but that's the joy of this podcast. Pretty much every episode, you and I, uh, at least one of us is like, we never thought of that. And mm. and I, I just kind of liked that what Thornton said, just don't throw away the line. Make it, yeah. make it magic. Right. Make, make it magic. Count. Exactly. Exactly. So now how did you both get into writing um you know if it like individually we talked about how you guys came together and the connection between songwriting and storytelling but what got you into writing in the first place has it always been a passion is it something you turned to because life showed you that path do you want to go first thornton Well, I, I, I didn't hear part of that part I got cut off, but I wanted to also say, and this probably is part of the, uh, recently, Mary and I have been delving into screenwriting, screen, script writing and screenplay writing. So that might have part of the, I didn't hear that last <laughs> question too much. So She wanted to know, how did you get started writing? Can you hear how to start playing or writing? Writing, writing. writing. <laughs> I don't really know how instruments work. But how did you? Yeah, did you? So just how did I up- start writing? Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. His audio is a little. Let me see if I can move in a little closer. I'm going to move in and see if I can get a better internet connection here. Because uh, the internet waiting. connection is just terrible for some reason. Mary, while we're okay. waiting, why don't you say how you got into sure writing? About how this. You... I have been. <laughs> I... 
<laughs> we're in Thornton's house with him right now. We're on an adventure. Yes, tour. <laughs> yes, we get to see. All right, this is the this is the other piano here. I have two pianos, so this is the other piano that I that I play play and write on too. It's pretty cool. So. Is that where you've written your um, number anyway, one song? So, uh, is that the piano no, you've the written your number one song? Was written on the piano that you saw back there in the back was in my studio. Was the one I wrote the number one song on? Um, actually, both number one songs, two number one songs, and I've written twenty songs on that piano and. My aunt gave me that piano, so I'm very fortunate. I'm very glad uh, that she gave it to me from Memphis. She was downsizing, gave me this piano. I said, are you kidding me? Wow, this is awesome. This is amazing. But um, I don't want to take up all of it, but I, now I heard what you said. I think you had a better connection. Uh, I did start writing. Are you talking about just writing in general, just writing? I yes. started when I was five years old, five years old yeah, making yeah. up tunes on the piano, wow. goofing, goofing, goofing off instead of actually <laughs> – Instead of learning what I was supposed to be learning, you know, um, classical piano music. And so then um, then I started making up, continuing to make up tunes until I was probably through high school and college. And then uh, came to Nashville and started writing music and then finally got a paid gig writing, which was being a staff writer, staff publishing writer for Gatlin Brothers Music, and then uh, had my first hit called Love is the Reason, which was recorded 10 times. I don't, you you may have heard it. It's been recorded. It's it's wedding songs. Everybody's done it in their weddings and things. And it's um, it went it went platinum and it uh, and it's uh, been recorded by many different um, recording artists. Gloria Gaynor was one of them, which I'm sure you heard of. I will survive. Everybody's heard that song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like and Engelbert Humperdinck. And he, I love that song. And he, but I didn't write that song. But I, she still recorded my song. And then Engelbert Humperdinck recorded my song. And a lot of different different artists have re, you know recorded my songs. So 150 uh, major and independent artists. And then, like I say, I didn't start until 2012 to actually write books. And a, a um, I was challenged by one of my colleagues one day. My colleagues, we were all riding up to do a gig in Kentucky, a, a performance, and the colleague said, "Hey, you know, you know, you've been doing all these things for so long. You know, why don't you write a book? You know." And I said, "What? Write a book? I don't know anything about writing books." Who <laughs> <laughs> said, "Well, if you can write a song, you can write a book." <laughs> You're like, well, songs are a little shorter than books. They're right? a little shorter. A book is. <laughs> Right, not you got a picture book. <laughs> not a picture book. Right, Rick, picture write a board book. book. Some of them only have like ten words. I know. <laughs> and so that's sort of how I got got to to doing writing. And I've been writing. Mary knows that I've been writing since 2012, and I have 48 books written. Uh, they're not just they're children's books as well as adult books and nonfiction and fiction and all different genres. Uh, 32 have been published so far uh, by traditional publisher, traditional publishers. Wow. I, I haven't done this. I've never done the self-publishing round. Maybe I should, but I, you know, I hear people, um, you know, rave about it and it's a great thing. I don't, I'm not knocking at all. I just always have gotten done the traditional route where, you know, they, they pay you and sometimes give you advances. I've gotten quite a few advances. They're not huge advances, but advances are advances, you know. So, um, and um, and and then they they pay you, and it's already hard enough work just promoting your books, as everybody knows that, right? But and marketing and all that. But 
um, I thought, wow, this is uh, exhausting, you know, to be able to self-publish your own books, but maybe it isn't. So, I mean, you know, maybe people can enlighten me a little bit on it, but I have never actually done the self-publishing route. I've just done the traditional route. So that's, you know. That's pretty cool. I find what your story is- fascinating. Me too. <laughs> Why not write a book? Why not? Let's get at it. Yeah. How did I get here? (laughs) It all started with some songs and a piano when you were five years old. Right. All these pianos just around. (laughs) That is awesome. Now, Mary, please enlighten us with how you got started. You, You have a beautiful, large family. So obviously dedicating some time or consistent time into writing is a challenge at some times, but also a necessary escape. So what got you into it at, uh, at the, at the get go? Well, I've been writing poetry pretty much all my life. You know, I mean, nature, I, I just go out in nature metaphors are everywhere for me and it's very calming for me. And especially if I'm really in the feels as my daughter calls it, then it just kind of comes out, you know? And so I would say, um, writing this, this first children's book happened in, it happened actually after my son was born and we both survived because I didn't know if I was going to survive the birth and I didn't know if he was. And so during that time, after I had him, I was sitting in this, you know, I called just a place of incredible gratitude, unlike just a normal state. It was just, I mean, it was just really powerful and the book came. And so that was written in 2013 And I think Thornton and I, and I sat on it, like I said, for about two years and then got introduced to Thornton and we ended up getting a contract in 2016. It was published in 2017, won an award three months after it was out, um, which was so exciting. Right. I was like, what, you know, and um, then we have the second book is out and the third book is, is on a soft launch right now. Now, the interesting thing is the first two books are back out under a different publisher right now. So we want to Tuscany Bay Books. We want to say thank you to Jim Christina. We love him. And um, they were inspired by my son. And, you know, just uh, being a special needs mom, I am a special needs advocate. And, you know, we have to help our kids know that however they come into this world, they're okay. And they're okay just the way they are. And we, it's important for us to help them overcome challenges that they might have and to know, hey, they can do it. So the books each have I am statements in them um, to help kids get started early with those empowering words. Um, So, you know, I hope to continue writing for, oh my gosh, for as long as I can. I haven't done what Thornton has yet, but you know, I work in my way there. And um, we have a middle grade reader coming out soon. And uh, we have written an adult book called The Follow-Up and we're waiting on a publisher for that. And that's all about, yeah, yeah, it's all about, you know, really, and then we wrote it during the pandemic actually. You know, we were on a phone call, this inspiration came for it. We came up with 20 chapters, he took 10, I took 10 and we merged it all together. And it's all about basically in our lives, we have to follow up in order to have success in every single area, don't we? I mean, in everything we do, it affects so much. And so we wrote that and we're excited about that coming out. Um, I've been doing some collaborative writing um, right now as well, which is not my own writing. It's, you know, working with others with their stories. But uh, 
um, I don't know. Everybody's everybody has their own journey, don't they, with writing? How they some people fell yeah, into you're, it. You're doing just fine. You're doing just fine. You know. <laughs> I Thornton's a big cheerleader for me, and I'm a big cheerleader for him. So you know, it's it's really you great. Guys and you like great friends. Aww. we are. And Very he, lovely. He he actually is. Um, he's my my son and my daughter. He teaches uh, violin to both of them and cello. And um, and then my middle daughter is an illustrator for him and an illustrator for me as well. So she's just a newly published illustrator, which is super exciting. So it's oh, just wow. like it's like a big it's just like a big family, right? Just a, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, a big artistic family. Uh, yeah, creative. a big artistic family. Yeah, creative and artistic. Yeah, and we're just having fun. I mean, we we are. You, you know, we you need to. If we've all learned in 2020, <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So, hey, would you be able to um, maybe either put me on hold or mute me just a minute, just a minute? Um, I my battery's going kind of south. So. Yes, there okay. you go. You're muted for a moment. Okay, <laughs> got to get his charger. He oh, uh, out. <laughs> he reminds me of uh, an episode we did, which was one of Miranda's favorite episodes of uh, ours where, um, cause we live in two different time zones and uh, there was an episode where I misread the time zones. And so I was driving when we were supposed to be filming and I work an hour out of town. So I pulled over in this like small town population, like a truck. And I put like, <laughs> I love this. That needs to go in a book. <laughs> that's, that's a great line no one would believe the things like if i wrote a book about like things that happen in my life um no one would believe me because they'd be like that mm -hmm. never would in fact i before we launched quill and ink i i had a mini podcast there's only like three episodes but they were all 10 minute episodes and it was the podcast was called it happened twice and it, it went on that idea that no one would believe that something happened to me once. And I'd be like, of course not. It happened to me twice. But just filming <laughs> in the car with like coats put up against, luckily I have a messy car, coats put up against the window so the sun wouldn't glare. This, it just reminds me of Thornton. It's something that would happen to me. Um, you know but while that he <laughs> That's another one. Je Jenna, that's another one. Lucky enough for me, my car is messy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can also probably get enough snacks in there to live for three days. Just get Cheerios out of my kid's car seat. Um, but just, just while we're waiting for him to get organized. Um, so we've got Poolicious here. How do those songs and the illustrations and the story, how does that all mesh together into making this magic? Um, well, it's, it, you know, I think it, you really, everybody has to be on the same playing field. I mean, everybody has to have the same creative vibe going and creative juices and be able to get the whole, um, our illustrator is amazing. And she was able to really just get the, the feeling of all of what was trying to be interpreted through this. And, and Thornton did the same thing with the songs. I mean, it's all cheeky, precious sweet, lovey, you know, child, it's, it's the, it's just like in, it encompasses the sweetness and innocence of childhood. But I think that when you can find somebody that you can be creative with and you really get each other, that's magic. Totally, totally magic. It's like finding that perfect 
f- food recipe. I talk about I'm talking about food a lot lately, but it's <laughs> yeah. just like it's, it's magic. <laughs> it's absolutely magic. You're just like this is great. It's perfect, or the like that right duo or that right sentence song line in Thornton's case, right? It's just, it's magic. <laughs> it is totally magic. Sometimes you write something and you're like, eh. And sometimes you write something and you're like, well, I did that? Or, uh, well, that? That's me? Oh, it's very, I, actually, um, I actually write a lot of, I, I've written a lot of bad songs too. I just don't. <laughs> that needs to be your next book. I've written a lot of bad songs. All the bad songs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listeners of this show or viewers of this show have probably heard me say it many times that I tried for 10 years to be a poet <laughs> over and over again. People are like, you're too wordy, too prosy, too wordy, wordy. What What are you doing? It sounds like a book. And then I was like, yes, I should be a novelist. So, uh, but <laughs> it, it is interesting how much, how much bad writing you have to do to get to the good stuff, to get to the yep. meat of it and to get better at it. I mean, I'm yep. just starting a draft of a, a new yeah. book now and, it's flowing so well and it's not because of any class I took or any, it's that I've practiced. I have written some crap. I have written some slightly better crap. I have then got some good stuff now, then some great stuff and you just have to do it. And I I mean, I'm a teacher. So, I mean, I, I have to sell this here and just be like, there's no way to get better at reading than to read. And there's no way to get better at writing than to write. And also you should get better at writing by reading and get better at reading by writing, but they all yes. go together. Yep. Hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my teacher selling point. Um, <laughs> just, I know we're running out of time, but I did want to ask um, because Polishes is written from the child's point of view and you don't always, you, you get that, but you don't always get that. So why did you choose to write it from the child's point of view versus just a, a third person narrator? Mm, I thought a child would understand. They would get it better if it's written. It's honoring the child, you know, and and I don't know, I guess starting to write this, it's like, I guess my inner child came out. Like, how does a child see the world? How do we think they see the world? You know, and, and so that's where it came from. I think it's important for, they have, for them to have a voice. They do. They definitely see it differently than us. I work with, I used to teach middle school. Now I I work with six-year-olds and, and the things that they see and the things that they catch. I I mean, I think I pay attention, but they can notice things or even how they approach things. I was telling Miranda earlier, we got a cat last night. Hmm. We we rescued him from a, 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 like he was from, he's a rescue cat and he was in his crate and he was too scared to come out. So my husband and I are making little noises and we're setting stuff up for him. That's not what my kid does. She shows all his her toys to him and, and says which ones she can he can play with. And then she reads him a story. Um, and I, it's just adorable, but also such a different approach and hilarious and cute. And and yeah. you know, she when she was reading the story, then she's like, Mom, he's not paying attention. Make him look at the pictures. I'm like, well, it's a cat, <laughs> sweetheart. But just the, there's that innocence and there's that magic and and Gosh, they're adorable, you know, when they're not screaming. So. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. They're oh, so right. precious. And stinker is a good word for kids. Yeah, I'm a little stinker. 
So, and you have the books with you, right? Do you want to hold those up again? Yeah, absolutely. And if you hear a piano in the background, that would just be my daughter. So, but yeah, this is the first one. Cute. Uh, yeah, the lighting's kind of weird, but yeah. So that's the first one. And then <clears throat> this is the second one. So that's more toddler, you know, more going into toddler. Baby is the baby one. And this is the third one. It's got a band across the front because it's just a sample. Right. So that one was, um, I guess we were at the Butterfly Sanctuary in Chattanooga where that one, the cover came from. But the third one is about um, the quirkiness of being a little kiddo from ages like four to seven or eight because they're so quirky, aren't they? So Showing their Barbie cat, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, they put their shoes on inside out. Their tags are hanging out. You know, they have spaces in their teeth, you know, because they, they're losing teeth and they look all goofy cute. And, you know, I mean, there's just all that quirkiness that is we should celebrate it because it's of adorable and it doesn't last forever, you know. So um, but my little guy is such an inspiration, you know, in the sense that he can do something or he just walks through the house and I'm like, there's a book. There's a book. There's another story. There's another story. <laughs> I'm starting it, to write. Um, I'm starting to get some picture book manuscripts and stuff ready based on my daughter and her friends. And the yeah. thing, like her best friend is her cousin. They're nine months apart in age and they are best friends and they yeah. love each other so much. But every time they have a play date before they leave, they did. They invented this and they fight hug. They <laughs> until you've seen it, it's hard to, but they like, wrestle hug and they're like it looks like they're injuring each other but they are laughing hysterically and they'll be upset if you don't let them fight hug um we've just learned to do let them do it in the house before we leave versus out on the lawn because otherwise the neighbors call people but like only a kid would be like you're my best friend in the whole world i'm gonna hug you and punch you like and we're gonna giggle about it oh my god and they named no it they call it their fight hug so i totally nice. agree with you um, I think I need to get all your books and read them to my kids, and uh, uh, and maybe she'll grow out of the fight hugs. <laughs> I don't know. That would be a funny story, actually. It is a funny story. I like well, that. Thing I'm getting all this inspiration from. Just ugh. I know. <laughs> I don't know how they, I'm gonna turn that one into a story, but they do the funniest things. I mean, you know, Carson got out of the shower and he had his little superhero pill. Um, towel on and he ran across the room and I went oh my god so I'm waiting for Lily to illustrate that one for me because I, I love that it's all about you know kids have there are there are superheroes aren't they so, oh yeah totally 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 so <laughs> but. beautiful okay so now let's to wrap up where can we find these books where can we find both of you on the socials and on the internet Okay, so I do. I want to do a plug for Thornton really super quick. Yes, yes. Um, so this is a man who wears more hats than than somebody can make. But he <laughs> um, and I say that with lots of love because I just think it's amazing. Um, he's he's something to aspire to. I, I don't know. I'd have to drink coffee twenty four hours a day probably and never sleep. But <laughs> he has two number one songs right now on the pop chart. Well, well, club. We're right. They, but, yeah, but but the first one was number one also. One was yeah. number one for three weeks, and now the next the next one's come up to number one. Right, you're right. Yes, so you guys have to go listen to it. Yes. Well, what's yes. Up? where? Okay. Yeah, where can they find them? The songs. Um, yeah. you, you just go, they're any everywhere. They're on Spotify or Amazon or 
wherever wherever you listen to music uh they're playing on radio stations uh all over the world actually and uh um, playing on the media based stations which are billboard stations in the u.s as well as um other other stations around the world and uh actually i have the one that went to number one for three weeks called cry myself to sleep um is now number 15 but that's really great because I've never expe- I never dreamt of having two songs in the top one, top twenty, top twenty. Right, right. right. So one is at number just arrived this week. Well, the second week in a row, it's number one, which is amazing. And the other song is at number fifteen. The the one right now is called Hourglass. And there's a beautiful video if you want to watch it. Video, it's any anywhere you can go and watch it. All you have to do is nice. just type, type in Lucky Boy. Lucky Boy is the Nashville. Um, artist recording artist and it's pop it's pop i don't know if you like pop or not it's not it's not country anything. it's it's pop music you know so Sweet. it might help you give birth yeah might put it's us a, in in the right direction <laughs> get up there and dance yes it's really more dancing grooving yeah if you're like up tempo up, temp, up tempo dance is positive um those are the right. those are like that's the songs yeah that's, awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. So we can find you, Thornton, all over the place. We got your websites in the description below. And where can we buy these books, Mary? Um, they're on they're on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. And you can go to my website, maryejackson.com. You can find them there as well. The audiobooks will be up soon. And the CD for the first book will be up there as well. And um, yeah, so we got more coming. That's so exciting. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. Such an we, honor. we had such a great time. That 30 minutes flew by. Yeah. And I absolutely love your dynamic duo, especially since you guys are both in two very different mediums, but have figured out how to be this wonderful village, not only for each other, but for your extended families as well. And and that's a connection you gotta work to keep. And you guys are are definitely there. So thank you for sharing that with us and sharing that with our listeners and our watchers. We really appreciate your time today. Thank you too. Thank you so much. It was an honor to be here. Thanks. Thanks. And just a final thank you to our show sponsors. So thank you to Authors on the Air, Global Radio Network, and to Creative Edge Publicity. And of course, all our viewers and all our listeners and all our fans. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, Mickey. Thanks for listening to the Quillening Podcast with your hosts, Jenna Green and Miranda O. Support for this podcast is brought to you by Creative Edge Publicity. Copyright belongs to the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. You can listen to our podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash authors on the air.